Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen, Alex Hamicky here with you guys for the Barton Community College Cougar Clockcast. I'm here joined with Barton women's head coach Alan Clark. And coach, you guys had a really good season on the year, 20-6, and six, uh, Region 6 runner-up, second place finish in the Jayhawk West. Just If you could just give us a, just a quick recap of how you felt the season went from the coach's box. Well, I, I thought from, uh, from about the seventh game on that we were, you know, we played up to our capabilities. You know, we started the season four and three. Uh, we had a we had a loss to Northwest Tech at home that was obviously not a good loss, um, and we lost to uh, to Butler at Butler after being up by four in the in the fourth quarter early in the fourth quarter, but lost at Butler. Um, but from the Butler game on, we kind of found our identity and and we started believing in ourselves a little bit more. And, and uh, uh, from that point on, I think we were sixteen and three. And during that 16-3 stretch, you guys took on the Hutchinson Blue Dragons twice, and you guys swept Hutch. It's the first time since 2009 that you were able to sweep the Blue Dragons. Uh, and alongside that, it was your first victory over the Hutch Blue Dragons as head coach. What does it mean for the program and for you and for the players to get the monkey off of your off the back, in a sense, going up against Hutch and beating the Blue Dragons? Well, you, you got to go back a year, though, Alex. We beat them in the region uh, semifinals yeah. a year before, but yeah, it was the first time we'd beat them in the regular season. Um, so now we've actually beat them three times in a row. We've got a three-game winning streak against them. Um, and not only did we beat Hutch, but we beat them pretty soundly. You know, when yeah. we when we played them at Hutch, we were up twenty at, at one point in the second half. Um, when we when we beat them here, we were down early against them here, but then we ended up winning the game by nineteen. And so those you know both of those games were really big big wins for us for our program. Um, so that uh, you know, when we when we recruit kids that are maybe Hutch is recruiting at the same time, then we can say, hey, you know, we're there with them. So that helps a lot. And you guys made it to the Region Six title game for the second time in as many years. Uh, you guys got revenge on Butler early on. You guys played them in the uh, Final Four of Region Six. And you guys beat them. You guys, however, fell to Independence and Upshot uh, into a Pirates team. You know, during that Region Six. The playoff round. I mean, you had the first two rounds of playoffs at home. That's a bit. That's a new change this year. Usually, just the first round, and that was it. Um, but just having that sense of going on again to the Region Six title game, again from a program perspective, and, and from you, you know, alongside beating Butler, a team that you guys try all were almost had at at Butler earlier in the season. You guys able to uh, defeat the Grizzlies. Again, in Region 6 play, mm -hmm. what, what, what does it uh, mean for the program? Well, it means a lot, obviously. Anytime you can make it to the finals, the, the problem is we got to win one of those now. Um, but uh, from the time I took over as a head coach, uh, one of the things that we talk about every year, and you know, in the past years we had to get in the conversation with Hutch and Seward and Butler. We, had to get it, we, we weren't even in the conversation. Um, and that was one of the things we wanted to. One of the goals was when you know when you talk about the top teams in the Jayhawk Conference, we wanted to be one of those top teams. And if you look at the last three years, um, two years two years ago, um, it was it was us four. Um, last year, not this this past year, but the year before, it was it was us four in the in the in the final four. This year, uh, minus Seward, but at Independence. It was so it was Butler Hutch Barton again, so we're where we want to be in the program. Uh, we we are in the conversation now. Uh, we've beaten those teams. If you go back and look, uh, the last time we played Butler at home, we the last two times we beat Butler at home. Um, we've beaten Hutch now three times in a row. 
Um, we split with Seward this last year, um, banked in three, beat us at their place. But, you know, we're, we're right there now, and uh, we got to stay there. Uh, we got to keep building. We got to win us a Region 6. We got to win us a conference title. That's the goal. Um, going back to this, this independence deal, uh, the loss at, at Friends in the Region Finals, do you know, Alex, that if, if Northwest Tech had gone to Coffeyville and played Coffeyville, in the regular season like they were scheduled to, which they ended up because of COVID, Coffeyville couldn't play the first time. They had to postpone, and Northwest Tech never went. And so because of that, Independence ended up the number two seed out of the East, and Coffeyville was three. Okay. So in that second round, Coffeyville came here yeah. instead of Independence. If, if Northwest Tech would have gone to Coffeyville and probably lost at Coffeyville, yeah. then Coffeyville would have been the two seed. Instead of playing Independence in the finals, we'd have played them here in the first round, and we'd have whooped. Yeah, we'd have won the game here. So uh, anyway, it's kind of ironic. I was thinking about that at one time, and that uh, how how fortunate Independence was during the season. <laughs> well, and when you think about it, I remember uh, that weekend or the weekend after a cycle with Brock Kaplan. He's the voice of the Seward County Saints, and he was there at that Independence uh, Seward game, and it was that fourth quarter there for the Independence. Uh, Lady Pirates, they had a, a long three ball that made it in. The football team just got behind them, and that's kind of they, that gave them the spark plug to go on and you know kind of had them all the way through the finals. There. Yeah, yeah, they that that was definitely they were they were uh, they were fortunate this year um, for a lot of things to fall in their favor. They got to play Independence, got to play us at home. They got to play Hutch at home. Um, you know when that East East versus West things were going on. Um, then they got to play Seward at home, so they got all three of us at home, and they they beat us. They beat all three of us, I believe. Um, now maybe Seward, maybe Seward won their game at Independence in the regular season. Yeah, I think they did in overtime, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Um, but you know they got us and, and Hutch at home, where uh, you know if Independence has to come to both of us, then that changes things in their in their side as far as uh, seating as well. Looking at things on an individual level, the big three, Vanessa Udois and Queen Ulabo and Tiffany Dortland sweeping conference honors. Uh, all three of them earned first team honors in Region 6. In all Region 6, uh, Queen taking first team honors, Tiffany and Vanessa in second team. And then Queen also taking second team honors in the NJCAA uh, All-Association uh, basketball, where she's only the eighth player in Barton history to do so. Uh, and, and oh, go ahead. Well, that I, that surprises me that she's the only only the eighth. And yeah. With the history of Barton Community College women's basketball, um, I would have thought there would have been more women's basketball All Americans at Barton um, because we have a rich, rich history. Um, but it has been a while since, obviously, since anybody's been named All American. And and I'm proud of Queen. Um, I've got to be honest with you. I was I was uh, all summer long. I've talked with Queen and Vanessa when, as they were on campus. Um, before their before their season, that I thought that was a possibility for both of them, that uh, all region, all, you know, all conference, all region for sure, and possibility of being an all American. Um, and I thought, you know, if you look at the if you look at the uh, the way the vote voting was for the Jayhawk West, Vanessa was actually voted ahead of Queen. Um, Sierra Morrow from uh, from Seward, Seward yeah. was the conference player of the year in the West, and I think the thing that that helped. Queen the most garner the All American was the way she played in the Region Six tournament. She basically carried us. 
she basically carried us to the finals. When when nobody else could make a basket against Butler, she is she ended up going three for three from the three point line. She scored 19 points out of our 53 um, against against Coffeyville at home. She played really well. Um, so you know the Region Six tournament was what got Queen over the top as far as All American. And I think if Vanessa had played better in the Region Six tournament, she still would have had an outside chance at, at an All American. And, and just looking at that alongside Divals, they've announced their, their college plans after Barton. Uh, Queen and Vanessa both going Division One. Queen has gone to University of Texas, uh, San Antonio, and Vanessa is going to Western Carolina. Tiffany's staying a bit more local. She'll be heading to Newman University in the fall uh, down in Wichita. Uh, you know, and from a, just a standpoint of, you know, you're able to give kids the opportunity to go Division One. How does that help recruiting-wise and then – from a team standpoint well, as well. It's, it's especially internationally and that you know when those kids come over here um, from international countries they have to be able to help us um, you know if, if 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 we're bringing them clear from from Nigeria I can't have them come over and be you know a sixth a sixth man or a seventh man off the, off the bench they have to be impact players and obviously Queen and Vanessa were that um, and that's the goal when we bring those kids over here um, obviously they're, they're considered non-qualifiers for one reason or the other, or they would already be division one. Uh, but they have the, they have the, the possibility if they come in, work hard, learn how to play in the American game, um, that they, they can go division one. Um, and then, you know, Kansas kids like Tiffany, you know, if they're not getting the division one or, you know, a lot of times division two looks or offers that they want out of high school, a great option for them is to come to Barton, play well, play hard, learn how to play, um, because it's different in high school. Um, learn what it takes to, to play at that level, um, because obviously they're not there yet, or they would already be, but we can we can get them to that next level. Um, Tiffany, you know, Tiffany looked at uh, looked at Fort Hayes, um, and uh, just looking at. Everything falling falling together as as far as ha- where she would be the the happiest at, um, she chose Newman. Um, you know Newman's not the program that Fort Hayes is, but but at the same time, you know Tiffany's Tiffany's looking at you know she's looking at playing time. She's looking at you know how how big of impact she can have on the program. Um, Fort Hayes would have been a great opportunity. I'd love to have seen her um, choose Fort Hayes as well, but uh, I think you know the Newman Newman thing is going to work great. Um, now, you know, we look back, you know, going back to this Division One, Division Two, and how it affects our recruiting, you go back and look at Irene Chukwudi. Yeah, she you went know, to San Jose State. Exactly. San Jose State, Fatu Dow went to uh, Monmouth University, um, Juliana Chagas went to uh, Nebraska-Omaha. So we've had a good history of sending kids on the Division One level. Now, go back again, now the Kansas kids, and you look at the history of sending them to Division Two. you got Jalen Stapleton down at OBU, um, Oklahoma Baptist, which is D2. You, before that, Katrina Rowenfeldt came in here from Dodge City, had no offers coming out of high school, went to North, uh, uh, to Western, Missouri Western, um, Western, Western, Missouri Western excuse me, Missouri Western, and uh, ended up being a first-team all-conference player for Missouri Western. Um, and now we've got, uh, you know, Tiffany Dortland going on to Division Two, And so we've got a great history now of, of being able to move kids on to the next level, and uh, that does help for recruiting. Finally, I mean, as you mentioned, the players who are moving on from the program, you, you look at who you're bringing in. You've got a large amount of Kansas representation in your next recruiting class. 
Um, you're ha you're gonna have to fill me in with some names here. I know we're bringing in a uh, gal from Chase County, Brittany Schroyer, Schroer, mm -hmm. and then alongside her, Morgan Myers from Cunningham. Mm -hmm. Um, and we we saw her in the state tournament here that we hosted at Barton. She lit things up for the for the Wildcats. Mm -hmm. Alongside her, Keely Wolf out of Poisington and Lexi Ozier from Central Plains. I know there's there's probably more out there as well. Just you know, give us a taste of yep. what Barton basketball is going to look like next year. Alongside bringing in the freshmen who who are coming back as well. Yeah, we've got you know we've got three Kansas kids coming back. We got Corey Anderson from Otis. We got uh, um, Brennan Kirkoff from from Thunder Ridge High School. And we've got uh, Lindy Rumford from Scott City. So we've already got three Kansas kids coming back that uh, they were, you know, they, they played a role for us this past year. Um, they all made big plays for us down the stretch. Um, Corey, uh, Corey Anderson got the, the basket. We were up two points with about 40 seconds to go. And, and Vanessa drove the, the basket and dished it off to Corey. And she finished it um, right in front of uh, uh, Butler's uh, All-American kid, uh, Tamara Nard. If you look at the picture, she was, you know, she was just inches away from blocking that shot, and and Cora scored it. Uh, but those three kids are going to bring back some experience. They'll bring back some knowledge of how we do things, of our culture, um, and it, and that's a big thing. Culture is a big, big thing, especially in today's world, um, doing things the right way. And so those three kids will, will, you know, show that leadership for us. And uh, the the other part of that is. With those freshmen coming in, uh, you've got to include Alyssa Heskamp, big-time player from Spearville. Um, you know, she had an ACL tear in January, um, cut her se senior season short, but uh, she's a big-time player. Hopefully she'll be back, you know, ready to go maybe October or so. Um, you mentioned Morgan Myers, another big-time player from Cunningham. Um, Lily Schubert, you didn't mention, um, is from Trigo, first-team all, all uh, Class 2A. Going to play in the KBA, KBCA All-Star Game in a couple weeks in Salina, which is a big deal. Uh, Lily and, and Morgan both are playing in that game. Brittany Schroer is going to be she's, – she's going to be like Corey Anderson. She's going to surprise some people. Um, she's going to be like Lindy. Lindy, I think, surprised some people. Um, all of our kids, you know, that we have brought in in Kansas are not highly recruited, um, but there's something in them that I see that I think that they can develop um, – to be good players, to be to get to that maybe that Division two level, you know maybe they're already getting some NAIA looks, but that you know they have goals of moving on to a higher level, just like Tiffany. Um, so that's the goal with those kids, and I love recruiting Kansas kids. We keep mixing those those Kansas kids in with some high impact international kids, and we'll be okay. Awesome, Coach. Thanks again for your time, and thanks for listening in to our edition of the Barton Community College Cougar Clock. Thanks, Alex.